Mark chapter number 12 and verse number 41. If you're able to stand, uh, let's go ahead and stand. We'll read these four verses and we'll move on this morning. Mark chapter number 12 and verse 41. Seeing this is October, this is a uh, what we consider here at our church. It is our uh, stewardship month, and so... I'm going to bring something on the idea of giving. And so Mark chapter number 12 and verse number 41, it says in there, and Jesus sat over against the treasury. That's a bit nosy. Anybody ever thought about that? Is that a little bit nosy? I don't do that. I try not to. I, I follow I follow the, the conviction Pastor Cole has, has done. That he doesn't want to know who gives. And I don't. I, I don't want to know who gives. I just need to know if you give, if you become a member, because it's part of our duty as a member of a church to be a part of giving. And that's all I do. And we talk to you uh, joining our church. That's what I will say. If you're saved, if you're baptized, go to church. Part of your duty is to be at the services, uh, take part in anything that we do, and that includes our, our investment in money and sending missionaries out and being faithful to the Lord in your tithe and offering. Because there's blessings in obedience. If we don't obey God's way, we're not going to get the blessings that he wants for us. And we don't want the curse. All right? And so, uh, look at what the Bible continues to say. And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld. There's no more uh, secret here. He was nosy. And beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And that's humanly understandable. The more you have, the more you're able to give. Verse 42, and there came a certain poor widow, and she threw into two mites, which make a farting. Verse 43, and he called unto him his disciples and said unto him, wow, not only he was nosy, but now he's gossiping. Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow, I'm being sarcastic, y'all, all right? Verily, I say unto you that this poor widow had cast more in than all they which had cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance. Here's the principle. Now, here's the meat of it. But she of her want did cast in all that she had. I cannot escape what this said. Jesus said this, even all her living. That's the teaching that he did with his disciples. It was worth noting that he brought his disciples in to notice what was happening and then expounded this truth. And so I want to talk about that today. Lord, we are thankful. There's no other way to come approaching your throne but we have a thankful spirit. Lord, there's a reason why things are happening in our life, and some of them are for the trial of our faith to see if we will trust you and others, Lord, maybe because we need to be corrected. But, Lord, anything that might be not what we want to happen, maybe an undesirable circumstance or situation, maybe a sickness has crept in into our family, and maybe financial trouble, and, Lord, maybe uh, a hurt feeling by a, a, another brother in the church, maybe a misunderstanding that turned into uh, needing to reconcile, and it's not being reconciled. Lord, a lot of that, Lord, you're working in our life to make us depend on you more and to make us better than we were 
before it happened. It's a lesson to be learned. Lord, there's no other way to come to you but to be thankful. You are good all the time, and all the time you are good. You work all things for good because you love us. And Lord, I pray you'd help me, help me to be mindful of the time, help me to be clear, help those that are listening to be undistracted at this moment. In Jesus, we ask it all. Amen and amen. You may be seated. We know a fact that Jesus spoke on money more than he spoke on heaven and hell combined. Here's my opinion. It is because the truth of it is that the love of money is the root of all evil. For our relationship with money tells on us. Our relationship with money tells on us. It's not because you have a lot of money or you don't have a lot of money, but the desire to attain money, the love of money, is the root of all evil. And God says in another portion, he sees our heart. He knows the motivation. He knows the intent of our heart. And he says in another portion that uh, he, uh, he says this, where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. Maybe, in my opinion, God knows you so much so that he says, this is where I need to park a lot of my preaching and a lot of my teaching. I just need to park it right here. Because Christ came in to transform us from the inside out. So if a lot of our heart is mindful of these things, then God has to address them. Correct? Did I just make sense? Did I just lose you or did I make complete sense there? Let me know if I did by nodding your head and winking at me. Did I make just sense there? If God knows what's going on in your heart, and he says very, very straightforwardly, not, 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 not bending around the bush, that he says where your treasure is, there will be a heart also, then you would think that he would speak about money a lot. And he does. He surely does. Because money is closer to your heart than you realize. And I'm not trying to get money out of you. Oh, pastor, we were waiting. Here it comes. You were going to talk about it sooner or later. I don't know them preachers. You're about to do it now. Well, let me get a gulp of water. And let me be clear. It's not my business what you do with your money. Because God gave us soul liberty. I am responsible only to tell you what God says. And you are accountable to God himself. And that's it. That's it. That's why we do missions here the way we do it. And that's why uh, I don't make a big deal of who gives and who doesn't give. I don't. It's just, it's just not a part of what we need to do because God deals with it with you. If you're reading his Bible and you're listening to the truth of the word of God as you are in this book, he will get to your heart. It will get to your heart. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. That's not my job as a preacher. Uh, but if the Holy Ghost makes you uncomfortable, that's between you and him. That's his job. His job is to bring holy conviction. Convincing you of truth. 
And if you need to change, you must change. He is not going to let up. And you say, well, get off my back. Well, I can, but God is inside of you if you're saved, and he's not going to go anywhere. And he's just going to keep saying in a still small voice, bro, you have a problem. This is, we need to talk about this again. Man, I love you, and if you don't do this, it's, it's not going to help you. We need, we need to take care of this. You don't treat your wife right. Come on, man. I got the Bible. You've read it a, ton, a, a lot of times. I imagine I've, I've seen your life. You've heard, you've heard other men that don't even know your situation and don't, can't see your heart but preach the truth, and they just preach it, and I'm directing them, and they're, they're, I'm working with them, and I'm working with people around you that love you. They're saying the same thing. When are you going to treat your wife the right way? I'm just an example right now, wife. When are you going to stop usurping the authority of your husband? When are you going to stop usurping the authority of your husband? You're called together in this authority, and God looks at the man as the authority. There's verses upon verses I can go to. I'm not preaching that this morning. But the wife is to submit to the authority of the role that God placed in authority in the family, in the marriage, is the husband. Wife, if you have a problem with the way your husband does it, talk to him about it. Not to every chica friends you have. Don't go online and paste and put it on Facebook and say, well, hint even to the point because you're destroying you. Any ladies that do that to their husband, they destroy themselves. Because you are coupled in God's mind. You're in one flesh and you're together in God. And God says, well, I don't like how he treats my kids. Talk to him about it and bring the Bible with it. Don't be talking to the other ladies in the church about your husband. That's not going to produce any kind of environment. Your husband is not going to go to church and say, oh, I just love this church. All the women talk about me. That doesn't produce anything that is unifying. It's destructive. And it's destroying our love for one another. It's just mean. It's mean to destroy another life. You're talking about mean. You're, well, pastor, you're mean. You're stern. You're just really mad about stuff all the time. Well, you're meaner because you talk about somebody else. I'm not trying to destroy your life. I'm trying to help you. And what you're doing behind usurping authority, well, I just don't like how the preacher does stuff. Join the club. <laughs> and I'm not saying we have a problem. Somebody came up to me because I preached, I guess, a message on authority. And they said, Pastor, is there something wrong? I said, no, I'm preaching it before anything gets wrong. You know? I'm just preaching what God wants me to say. And so I've been very careful to listen to him. And he said this. He's concerned about the condition of your heart. He's not concerned about money. Because there's so many truths in scripture that tells us this. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is his footstool. Why would a God care about your money? He does not care about your money. He cares about you that cares about only money. That's the problem. That's the problem because that becomes idolatry. Because you worship something you love. And something in your heart is something you hold dear to you. And so he's not mad about us having money. That's clear. 
he tells us to give so that his work can be uh, furthered. It's not, that's not the problem. The money's not the problem. The problem is that he doesn't want money to replace him. And that's why, if you have means in life, it's easier for you to provide for you and let God be. And, and it's not against poor people, against rich people. I dealt with this in the Philippines. There's prejudice there. It's not that. It's just easier for somebody that needs more to ask God that has all. That somebody that has some more than others well, might not say, well, I don't really, I, and it's not that I don't want to. It's just that it, it doesn't even, if your fridge is full, it's going to be a lot harder for you to pray for food than when you don't have a refrigerator. And you have no idea when the next meal is coming. You're going to pray a lot more about food than somebody that has full of refrigerator. Can I just be common sense about that a little bit? And so when it comes to the, the story of the lady here, Christ was not pointing out the money issue. He was pointing out the heart issue. Can, can I be clear with that? I'm not preaching about money. But since you have it in your heart, I have to address it. That's what Jesus, in his, in his approach to money, that's why he talked about it. He could care less about the money you have. It's all his it's all his, all the provision you have, the wealth, uh, the health to get wealth is his. The breath that you have currently is his in his hands in the, in the book of Daniel. He has no problem with money. And he's provided for me and you and others we know magnificently. Amazing, amazing the provision God gives. But see, God is about a relationship. And he's mighty jealous when somebody takes his place. And he's saying to you, who are you chummy with now? You used to talk to me about that. Now you don't talk to me at all. You go to your banker. You used to, uh, well, you don't need me no more. Right? And so God... It affects him because the truth I'm going to give you in the title of the message today is he is a giver. So this affects it now. If you love money, he can't give you money because it's going to affect you the wrong way. Just like I'm not going to use the restroom that is clogged up. I'm going to use the restroom that the pipes are just channels. It's not clogged up. I'm going to use that restroom. And so with God, he wants to make you a bridge, a channel. And as a channel, he's going to give more through you than he's going to give to you. What is a bridge if a bridge does not help me get from this point to the next point, if there is a clog traffic here, I'm not going to use that bridge. If the bridge is broken, I'm not going to use it. If you 
treat money in the Bible says you love that more than you love God, what you're going to end up doing is God is channeling his blessings to you. What you're going to do over here as the bridge says, all right, put a barricade, stop. It's all mine. It's all mine. Nobody go that way. It's mine. Come, God, give, give, God, give. All right, no more. Oh, no, no, more, 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 more. No, 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 never say no more. I want more. But no more for them. And God says, well, well, I love you, right? And that's why I'm giving to you. But I love them too. And I want to give them to do too. Can, can I just use you as a bridge to get to them? Can, can I just give to you? You can have some of it. You can have some of it. And a bridge that is really used and that the traffic flows, what happens to it? There's going to be cars on that bridge all the time. If you get this idea that God is going to give more through you, then he's going to give to you. You're never going to have a dull moment. And you're going to see things happen that others will never see. And God's going to let you see some things pass through you. And you're going to be like, wow. And then the joy on the other end is that, wow, all those people. I was able to have this mere simple bridge. A little life that I have was able to touch hundreds upon thousands of people. Because I didn't do it selfishly. And I was sacrificial. And I just said, Lord, you know best. You are the giver. And I don't want to stop you giving. And I don't want to be the hindrance of you giving. And so, Lord, I'm thankful that at one point I was on this side of the bridge... And there was people that were the bridge, and you didn't know me, but you were trying to reach me, and you gave all that you gave. And then they gave, and I got it. And I'm like, yes, thank you. Wow, there's a God that loves me. And he worked on my heart some more, and he said, now I want you to be the bridge to somebody else. And as we connect with them, now I'm over here. He might not know this person But he knew me, and now I know this person. So in turn, God's working as a chain link and using us beyond our capacity. And so that's why he doesn't want us to love money. The same problem, the same problem, our dear, uh, it's not our dear, I shouldn't say that, boy. He was my father once, but I'm saved. I don't want to call Satan dear. But that was his problem. The source of the glory that was shining upon him was ultimately God's. But he got fixated on himself and says, oh, 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 wow, 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 look at me, y'all. And he says, hey, God, I'm going to step away from you, and I'm going to get a third of these angels to come follow me and worship me. What was found in his heart, iniquity. And so God knows the problem is not the heart. It's not money. It's the condition of your heart. Condition of your heart. So all of us be careful, mindful. As God blesses us, we are to give the blessing to other people. And let us not be blocked in conduit But let us just be a channel flowing, just flowing, just flowing. 
keeps on flowing. Jetstream tells us that. Anybody that want to get anywhere around the world, they ride on the jet stream to get us farther down the road. If the wind stops flowing around, it's going to be harder to get around. And the seaways and all the current in the water, all the shipmen use it. It's just amazing, all those illustrations to let us know that God is concerned about our heart. He's a giver. God is a giver. And see, the problem is, if you blocked his giving, he's not happy. And so he has to find a way now to, and sadly, circumnavigate you and give to somebody else that would be open to give to other people. And that's just how it works. So may I say, Christian, don't look at your neighbors. Search your heart to see if you are blocking God's giving. Are you being blocking God's giving? Or are you being a channel? Because if you keep it open... Guess what? He'll keep, just keeps, just keep going. Keep going. Just keep going. He'll just keep using you. And he'll just keep giving. He'll just keep giving. And he'll just keep giving. And he'll just keep giving. I think a testimony of our church and, and why we're financially pretty good. And, and it's only, I don't want to presume God, all right? It's just that Lord is that we give. We're concerned about other neighborhoods, and we started churches. When people come and showed up, we welcome any stranger that come, and we try to give and help them as God leads. We give to other people around the church. It's just a testimony that God says, hey, they're a channel. Man, if I keep giving to them, it's not going to get clogged up, and it's just going to go a bunch of places. All right, they're a distribution place. Let me just... Products goes where I needed to go if I use them. So I'll just keep giving to them. Look at Acts 20 and verse 35. Acts 20 and verse number 35. I have showed you all things how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than to receive. God said that. Jesus said that. It is more blessed to give than to receive. You have to understand that in God's nature, he's a giver. And so don't be surprised that as his children, that he wants us to have some of his nature. He's going to tell us to be and, in, and help us to be givers. It's just going to be a part of that. And so don't get in the way. Let God work in your life. And you'll be amazed what, what God can do through you. 2 Corinthians 9. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to and verse number 8. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to verse number 8. It says, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And that's up to you. The choice is yours. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, but he which soweth bountifully shall also reap bountifully. There's just rules about that. The, the more seed you plant, the more harvest you're going to get. The less seed you plant, the less harvest you're going to get. It's just the way it goes. It's just, it's just the law of sowing and reaping. Look at verse 7. Every man, according as his pastor told him to do, 
every man according his husband or wife tells them to do or their parents tell them to do. It has to be from God. God directing your heart individually, and then you as a father may communicate with your wife, and my wife and I give us a couple. We give us a family, and now our children on their own, uh, all of them give on their own. That's, that's what they wanted to do. All right? And that's up to all of us to give individually. And he says, every man, according as he purposeth in his heart. Where are we talking about again? Heart, the condition of the heart. Giving is a heart condition. It is not a money condition. Well, the more money I have, the more I'll give. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. There's all contradiction in scripture of Macedonian churches that in their deep poverty, they gave liberally. You can't argue that point. The more money I have, that means I'm gonna, I have to give more. Not necessarily because it has nothing to do with the amount of money you have. It's the condition of the heart. It's the condition of the heart. It's the condition of the heart. You can't stop me from singing because I don't sing well. Because out of my heart, in Ephesians, it talks about, I'm going to sing melody unto the Lord of praise. You can't stop me. Well, you're not a good singer. Well, just high, close your ears. I'm going to try to do it without you, but I'm going to sing. Because you can't stop me. Correct? And if God is working in your heart, I can't stop you from giving. It's just going to flow out of you. It's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with your fellow church members. It's just going to be God and you doing it together. Amazing how this works. And God is able. Woo-hoo! And there's the strength. Always is. The strength is from God. I don't do this on my own. I'm not doing this on my own. The supply is not coming from me. I'm simply a channel. I'm a tool. I'm just a funnel. God is the one responsible for the resources. He always said that in his word. He's the provider. I'll give you your daily bread. Don't think of tomorrow. Be wise. Be prudent. Don't be foolish with my provision. Don't be a bad steward. Okay? I know we make fun of this because Sim Hawkins likes to say it this way. Bless this French fries now, so I take a part of it and make, change the molecular structure of it and change it into a carrot as it's going down to my tummy. That sounds comedic and funny, and I laugh at it. But it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. If you're not being wise and prudent with what God has given you, you have to fix that and get God to correct that. Help somebody. Somebody help you. Being financially stable so you can get more. I just, am I saying too much? Maybe I'm saying too much. I don't know. You guys seem to be okay, so we'll keep going. In God, look at this. Every man, according to his purpose in his heart, so let him give. Guys, oh man, I'm going to make a point because I feel like we don't, we don't look at this verse. Not grudgingly. Guys, guys, man, enjoy what you're doing. Enjoy what you're doing. I'm going to say this, and I don't want to say it because I love all of y'all. But if you're not enjoying this church, why come here? Why are you here? You're going to come here with an attitude and say, (laughs) You know, there's a verse in Scripture. I'm going to preach it one of these days. I'm, I'm derailed. 
I'm going to preach it right now. <laughs> to the unpure, nothing is pure. It's a danger, guys, when there's people that are imperfect like us. They're trying to do right, and we're doing it the best we know how. And you look at everything we do as folly, and you say, nah, 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 nah. Even a, even a broken clock is right twice in a given day. And if you're overcritical and you're just going to be criticizing everything that's done here, go find some place where you're not going to be like that. I'd rather you be happy than miserable. Guys, let's come to church with some enjoyment. You know what I do when I come here? I'm going to say, my flesh is not going to want to enjoy church. My flesh is going to... I'm going to get some questions that are stupid questions. And I'm going to be asked things that I don't need to answer right now. But I'm going to be asked. You know what I say to myself? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. I have a good time with God driving by myself. You know why I send my kids and my wife? Because I need it. Go. Go ahead of me. In my car, and I'm putting some music in my car. I'm trying to get my heart ready to minister to us. Man, if we did a lot of that, we'll enjoy a little bit of church. Man, let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy what we're doing. Not grudgingly or of necessity. Nobody has to give to this. If God doesn't tell you, don't, don't, don't. Please don't. Please don't. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. But if God nuzzles over to you and says, you know, I love you. And, uh, you know, I'll take care of everything anyways. And can you just be a bridge like that preacher, crazy preacher talking about? Just, just kind of be the bridge and, and just watch me. I'll take care of it. Let me just give something to you that you would not give on your own, but I'm going to help you. And maybe he'll nuzzle over to you and say, you know, you love me. And you're going to have to say, yes, Lord, I know. I know I love you. And I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to obey because I love you. Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord. Oh, I didn't finish this. Look at this. Verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, that ye, look at the promise, that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. I can do anything with God. Don't let Disney tell you that. Disney robs that from God. You can be anything you want to be, just believe. Well, I'm going to use that, say this. I can be anything with my God if I believe him. I can do anything. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. I can get over my depression. I can go over my addiction. I can overget my bitterness. I can get over my unforgiveness. I can get it done because God is an overcomer. And he gave me power. And I can have it because I believe him. I don't know why I got excited, but I did. I don't know. I don't know what's happening today. I don't know what's happening today. You know why? Because I love all of us. I think we, we, we shortchange our God. We shortchange because we don't believe him. And we read some of these words and we've read it and read it and we don't really believe it. Let's believe some of it. Let's try him out. Let's prove him therewith. Let's prove him a little bit. Let's prove it for ourselves. Okay, you're tired of hearing your mom say it to you. I'm glad you have a mom that tells you to do right. I don't know why I'm there. But I'm glad you have a father that tells you. I'm glad my mom and dad brought me to church. I don't know why I'm preaching that right now. But I need to. 
For you know the grace of our Lord. Verse 2 Corinthians 8, 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, yet for your sake, because he valued more. Can you imagine that? The God that has all things valued you more. That has to be. His heart condition was right. He had no problem with the money he had. And he said, I love you so much. I love you so much. I'm going to turn my back on all of this because you, to me, means more. Man, if you're lost, you don't know God's love in Jesus Christ, I'm going to tell you what he did. He died for you. He didn't have to. He shed his, his blood for you. Because, because he deemed you more valuable than all the glory of heaven. You know what I mean by that? He said, fool in all this. No disrespect, my father. But you know, because I'm with you, we're in one. We love them too much, dad. They mean more, dad. Dad, I'm going to go down. And I'm going to save them. And that's what my God did. And you can't be like him if you don't have that spirit of sacrifice. You're going to tell me you're a Christian and I can't get you to do something sacrificial? I can question you because I'm a human being and I might be wrong. But it's between you and God. That's why I went to the Philippines. That's why Justin dies in PNG. That's why he brought his beautiful family there. That's why Kaylee is in the bushes of an unknown place. Why? Because, because they got a hold of this heart condition my God has. They saw that God gave. And so I'm going to give. I can't, I can't be with him and not do what he does. Woo, I think, I think our church will be revolutionized if we learn to love one another just like Jesus loved us. Maybe today you need to go to somebody and say, hey, you know what? I've offended you. I've said something I shouldn't have said. We're not working together on our ministries. I'm going to clear it up. I'm going to clear the air. I'm sorry. It's more important that I have a good relationship. My heart has to be right with you more than anything. And so I'm going I'm to fix it. I'm going to fix it right now. Because God is moving in my heart. It will revolutionize us. You want to talk about revival? You want to talk about revival? Let's, let's get rid of the phony stuff. Let's get of all the formal stuff. And I like those things. But let's get rid of them a little bit and let's get real. And let's really love like we should. And may that love be... We don't have to worry about advertising for a meal. We don't have to worry about advertising to a cantata. We don't, they're going to come flooding here. If they see you love, they're going to come flooding here. That's what the Bible promises. I don't have to come up with a gimmick. I don't have to come up with a promotion. They're just going to flood here because they're going to see oh, they have real love for one another. Those people really love each other. I want some of that. I want some of that. It has to be us, our condition of our heart.
Here's some thoughts, and I'll be done. Let somebody go first. Let somebody go first. Or here's another one. You can say something really smart, Alec, like, but this time I'm not going to do it. I can really say something about right now because they did something really funny and stupid. I want to highlight it so everybody laughs. But this time I'm going to not do it. This time I'm not going to do it because I care about them. I'm not going to do it this time. Right? Uh, Look out for someone else. Look out for someone else. Who are you protecting today? You protecting anybody? Not for, against the Lord and, and, and hiding sin with them. I'm talking about protecting them from the devil. Protecting them from sin. You love them and you want to guard them. You don't want their reputation tarnished. You, 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 you care for them. You don't want them to be talked about. You don't want their uh, name to be put in the mud. You love them. Who are you protecting today? Love covers a multitude of sin. How about this? Give to someone while you go without. Give to someone while you go without. I only have 20 bucks. I, wanna, I got something to do with this. I'm going to give it to the one of visitors today. I could use it. I'm going to go without so that they can have right here. There's an example. I don't know. I'm not trying to. I'm not manipulating anybody. I'm hoping that's not what I'm coming up. I'm trying to be genuine here. Help someone get ahead of you. Help someone get ahead of you. Give someone the opportunity to have more than you. So as you're counting, you deserve 50%. They deserve 50%. You say, hey, I like you. Here's another 20%. I'll just take 30 Would you think this kind of condition of a heart and this spirit, would you think this will help us get along? Anybody around here can say that. That's true. So let's do it. Let's just do it. Oh, that's my chair for my Sunday school. Well, they want it too, I guess. Somebody's going to get it. All right, round one, ding, fight. I'm just the ref. A lot of times I'm the ref. That's not my job. I don't want my people fighting. Well, that's my kid. He needs to be my class. Oh, we're going to all mess that all up with this two and three. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. You're taking my room away. I like it here. Pay me more. I'll help you. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, guys. Others before me. Others before me. Promote someone else rather than yourself. And not your kids. Mom, I know you love your kids and you have no problem promoting them. And it's good that you do that because you love them. Promote somebody else's kids. You know what I mean when I say that. Give others the choice. 
That works in relationship and living with each other and dealing with one another. You give other people the choice. Here's how that goes. Hey, I want we want to go out to eat. Where do you want to go to eat? And they say, no, 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 no. Because we're, we're, we're pious, you know, and we're just, we're not saying really what we mean. But in the back of our mind, I hope, I hope they really give me what I want. But I'm going to have to say it this way because it's just so, I have to say it. No, 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 whatever you want to do. No, 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 whatever you want to do. No, whatever you want to do. And you know what you need to do? You have to do some background checking. This is when that informative, this is when you have to do sit on the treasury. This is when you have to sit on the treasury and pay attention to people's lives. Oh, I noticed that they like that chocolate bar. Because you're caring now for people. So you're paying attention to their wants and their needs. And you saw, oh, wow. They like, they like, they like watches. Okay. Oh, they like going to that, uh, that sight and sound stuff. Hmm, okay. So you go out of your way, and you don't even say, Hey, you know what? You really like Mexican food. And I know your favorite place. I want to take you there. Let's go. Oh, you like shooting. Oh. If you pay attention to people, they'll speak what they're interested in. They'll say it. And you just pay attention. If you want to be a blessing to somebody else, you don't even have to ask them. You just pay attention. I like golfing, huh? He, does, he doesn't have a driver right now. He's using women golf clubs. <laughs> well, I'm going to buy him a second-hand one because that's all I can afford, but I'm going to try to do that. It is, uh, it is Pastor's Appreciation Month. Uh, <laughs> we're having too much fun now. Oh, I got hot. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> hey, guys, don't do nothing. Don't do nothing. No, 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 no. You guys take care of us. We're blessed. Uh, I love our church. Let's get into this. Let's get into this idea of this condition of our heart and giving. Everybody can do this. Because it's not about the amount. It's nothing to do with the amount. That's why God can say that about the widow. Because it has nothing to do with the amount that was given. He did not say the amount. Although he had to clarify that because we're humans and we're thinking that way. But what he was really saying is, look at her heart. Look at her heart. Guys, disciples, look at her heart. That's what God was saying. That's what God was saying. Give without expecting anything in return. Have you ever done that? Just give it. Here's another practice. If somebody borrows something from you, this is between you. I'm not telling you what to do. You pray over the Lord about this. If somebody borrows something from you, in your mind, you might as well give it to them. So whether it comes back or not, you don't care. It's fine because it's already a gift to them. Give without expecting anything written. Esteem others better than yourself. Well, that's the last call and we'll be done today. Why do I say these things? Because God, my God, is like this. And you say you're a Christian. 
You say you have the blood that he shed. You have accepted him as your savior. Guess what? We should expect this of us. We should like, you should be like him in this idea of his heart giving. Giving to God and to others is not something we do. Giving to God and to others is not something we do. It is a result of what we are. Can I say that? Giving to God and others is not something we just do. It is a result of what we are. When the branch is receiving life from the vine, it cannot help but give. It's just the way it goes. Uh, 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 John 15. If you abide in Christ, and you're connected to the source here, you're the bridge here, and here's the source, the vine, and you're the branch, you cannot help it. That as the branch is getting sustenance from the vine, the branch cannot help itself to let those attached to itself receive from the same source, the vine. And we're enjoying harvest October. It's all the grapes all over our field. And as you drive today, say this, God is the vine. I have no way on my own to get resources, but he's pulling it from the earth, and he's channeling it through me, and I can't help myself because my God is a giver. Thus, it makes me naturally a giver. And so guess what? I'm going to give. I'm going to give time to people. I'm going to give ear to people. I'm going to give them a helping hand. You can say whatever. That's a lot that we say. Phrases even, cliche we use. You can give. Lord, we are blessed to know that you are a giver. And we have received from that heart of yours. And help us today to be challenged that we will not be a hindrance to your giving, but merely a channel so you can give to others. Bless us, we ask, in Jesus' name.